0: It is now confirmed the Mariners will be hitting the road for this weekend's wildcard series, and they'll be doing so, unfortunately, without Sam Haggerty. We'll get you caught up on Haggerty's injury, the team's other roster moves, and more on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday, October 4th, 2022 is the date. This is Tyden Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. And on the show today, how much of an impact does Sam Haggerty's injury have on the Mariners? We'll be talking about that, plus some uh, some of the other roster moves the team made today. And I'm going to tell you why we need to stop worrying about who Seattle plays in the postseason. Let's, let's just stop it. I'll, I'll tell you why coming up here a little bit later. But, Colby, let's start with Sam Haggerty, who in the bottom of the ninth last night, Mariners down 4-3. to three. Uh, He gets on base with a uh, broken bat single up the middle. And uh, immediately tries to steal second and does successfully. However, he uh, came up writhing in pain and unfortunately had to be helped off of the field. Turns out now he has a groin strain uh, that has landed him on the ten-day injured list. So it's very possible we've seen Sam Haggerty play his last game uh, in 2022. Uh, that's very unfortunate. Uh, so what's your uh, just kind of your overall reaction to the injury? Uh, and how much does this impact the Mariners moving forward?
1: Yeah, it's a bummer. We're not going to see him again. Uh, word is they're trying to find out if he has to have the surgery, which you just, you have to have the surgery. It's, it's a serious groin pull. We saw how painful it was. Couldn't even get off the field. Um, it's a bummer, especially since it comes on what is largely a meaningless game. Um, you know, it, the decision to steal, it's easy to second-guess because he got hurt, but there were some legitimate questions about why risk it, um, particularly with Santana up there who's pretty much going to hit a home run or he's going to walk or he's going to make an out. Like, he's hes probably not going to get a base hit. That's not what Santana does. Um, so, yeah, just kind of a, a weird way to end last night. And what was a game where the Mariners came out and basically for most of the game looked like they were mad that they had to play? Um, it was another pretty poor effort, particularly from the offense. Uh, and that was just kind of the capper of it all. Uh, you know, good news is Julio's back, but, uh, Hagerty, you know, probably being out for the rest of the year, that that's a big blow. That's your best base stealer. Um, it's kind of the one guy that you're not afraid to, to steal bases. Um, you know, we, with Julio, it's, it's, it's different. You don't really want to push Julio right now and in the playoffs. Maybe all bets are off, but. I kind of doubt it. So I don't I don't think Julio's going to steal many bags. I Dylan Moore when he gets on base can steal bags, but again, when he gets on base. So other than that, that's it. So what the Mariners lose is they lose speed element and and you know, their best base stealer right before right before the playoffs start. Uh they lose some versatility. Uh a guy who can play, you know, all around the outfield, even you know, play some second base if you need him to. Uh, And they lose a switch hitter off the bench who, you know, had been in a a pretty rough slump for the last month or so. But still, contact guy, uh, you know, can make things happen. Handles the bat okay, guy who can bunt, uh, you know, hit and run. Just kind of a nice, useful player to have off the bench. So, um, you know, the Mariners lost a a valuable player uh, to their roster. And it opens up a spot that will be filled by a player who is, frankly, just not as good. So it is mm-hmm.
0: a blow. Yeah, it is a blow. Uh, it's, it certainly is. There's no denying that. And also, just the energy that that Haggerty brings, what he brings to the to the clubhouse and the dugout, just how much they, they love Sam Haggerty and kind of rally around him as well. Uh, so, from an energy standpoint, from a, a you know on field production standpoint, all of it, it sucks. It's there's no way around that. Um, that said. I saw some folks on Twitter last night when the injury happened, and even today, going, well, the Mariners are screwed now. Okay, if your playoff hopes were hanging in the balance of Sam Haggerty's availability, you didn't have any hopes to begin with. Um, The other thing, too, is, like, you know, I see, well, oh, God, now Jesse Winker has to play in the outfield. No, he doesn't. Jared Kelnick is that guy still. Oh, well, Jared Kelnick's two for his last 24. Look, you're not going to get offensive production out of all nine, nine of your spots in a wild card game. It's just not going to happen. So you deal with it. You get really good defense out of Kelnick for sure. That's guaranteed. And you just roll with that. So, look, mm-hmm. this sucks. The Mariners lose some versatility. But this doesn't really change my opinion on how deep or not the Mariners can go into the postseason. It doesn't affect that at all. It would be nice to have Haggerty, of course. It would be nice to have that element, to have that weapon uh at, at your disposal, but you know, those those opportunities that you would get also were going to be so few and far between for the most part that I think you can survive not having that as well. Uh so yeah. I I don't think it's that like at the end of the day, in terms of just their, their playoff aspirations as far as they wanna go, doesn't impact that really in, in any sort of way. Right. You, at least in a, you significant lost a bon-
1: way you lost a bonus. A really nice yeah. bonus. And it's an important bonus because this is a team that is going to if they're going to win, they are going to have to probably win a bunch of one run games. And, you know, pinch running late, getting that big money bag at the end of the game, that can make the difference. But it's at the end of the day, you know, if, if Kelnick steps up and, and plays well, then it doesn't really matter if Dylan Moore stays healthy, if Julio can run a little bit. It it doesn't matter as much as some people are making it out to be. And I also kind of find it, uh, kind of find it weird that you know there's a lot of people who are you know freaking out about Kelnick and um, Kelnick had the best at bats on the team last night <laughs> from a guy <laughs> not named Julio. So uh, Kelnick looks fine at the plate. Uh, he's also facing a lot more lefties now. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the playoffs, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to be Dylan Moore out there in, in left field against lefties. So. We'll see how it goes. You know, he's playing a lot of center field as well. Uh he has to be in the lineup every day because they're not putting Julio out there quite yet. Uh so yeah, it's it's definitely it's a bummer. You know, it really is, but you know, you, you have to there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you, you didn't add that offensive player in the at the deadline, you didn't really add much athleticism throughout the year, and and that's just kind of how you have to play now. You you have to adapt and and you know right now it's Toro. We'll see if he's the guy who replaces Haggerty on the playoff roster, or maybe it's it's Taylor Trammell who's in the clubhouse today. Um, there's some speculation that there's another move coming. I kind of wonder if maybe this is just in anticipation of, um, you know, of adding him to the playoff roster, and so he's just there to to be with the team for a couple of days before they head off. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's a bummer, like I said. But it, it's not it's not season over or like. Stop not acting purpling. like this is, yeah. Stop acting like this is Julio again. Like it's not. Yeah. And Haggerty was terrible at the plate for the last seventy at bats or so. So that's a
0: that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, pretty rough um, at the plate. So you know you're not losing a ton of offensive production, at least in terms of what's been going much, on lately.
1: Pretty much hoping he's a sli- he was a slightly better Terrence Gore for you. It's mm. more or less what it was. Yeah. So.
0: So, we'll see. you know, again, you know, not trying to be disrespectful to Sam Haggerty or anything like, like that okay. here, but it's uh, it's just the Mariners are still fine. The Mariners can still do everything that they are setting out to do and, and all that. With or without Sam Haggerty, it's just it'd be nice to have him. Uh, so it, it does suck, but anyway. Uh, so as you were talking about, the Mariners have made a a few roster moves today, and there's a couple other guys in the clubhouse right now that haven't been added. We'll be going over all of that in just a moment. Uh, but real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information, with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite game and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, Uh, just like you do here every single day. Greatly appreciate your support. Now, Colby, uh, the Mariners have made a few roster moves today. Of course, Sam Haggerty going on the injured list. Uh, Abraham Toro has uh, been uh, brought back up. He was sent down a couple days ago. Um, but he is back up because of the, uh, you know, because of the injury he's allowed, he's eligible to be, uh, reinstated on the major league roster. So he's back. Uh, the Mariners have also made Justice Sheffield their 29th man for the day. So presumably he will be starting game two of today's double header. Um, Chris Flexen, of course, getting the start in game one. Uh, Taylor Trammell. Uh, as you alluded to uh, earlier, and then uh, Brennan Bernardino, uh, the lefty reliever who we saw in Houston, are also in the clubhouse, uh, right now. But they have not been added to the roster. Uh, not really sure what that might be about. Any uh, any sort of uh theories as to why Bernardino might be there?
1: Um. No. Uh. You know, Matt Boyd did go three innings last night, so maybe he's there in case. Um, you know, you hope Matt Boyd isn't uh, all of a sudden hurt or anything like that. He was one of the few bright spots last night. Uh, it, and, you know, the Mariners have kind of looks... It looks kind of like the Mariners are... The Not trying, let's say. Uh <laughs> Not trying, at least in this first game. Uh, no Julio in there. That's fine. They said they were, he was only going to play one game, anyways, today, and that's what you want. But, you know, Adam Frazier in left field against a lefty so that Abraham Toro could play second. No Dylan Moore. You're
0: starting Kirk Casale over Luis Torrens. Like, oh, hold on, what? hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you pounding the table for Dylan Moore today against a lefty over Adam Frazier? Any you Abraham heard it here, folks. You heard it here, yeah. folks. He's pounding the table for Dylan Moore. Doesn't matter if it's against a lefty or anything. We're ignoring that part. The fact okay. is, you are pounding the table for Dylan it's Moore. To Let the record show. I
1: mean, I was on the Dylan Moore bandwagon before any of you guys were, so I don't know what your surprise is about. Check the receipts from 2020. I got them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as yeah.
0: I and as I said to you off air, then what happened, Colby? Then what happened? 2020,
1: 2021. I was a huge Dylan Moore guy. I was there before everybody else. Um, so that's all you need to know. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's not, it's not a good lineup today, uh, in a game that, I mean, you don't need it, but it it does feel like today's lineup is kind of like a, let's see what Tampa does in the first, in their game today. Let's just, let's just see, um, Mm -hmm. see that number six is possible. That it's just, it's so weird to see what they did today, but it is what it is. Um, Bernardino can only be up for a pitcher. Uh, that's the thing is uh, it can't be for anybody else. And, and Tremel I would assume, is going to be up for – is up in case Winker needs to hit the IL, um, who you know, has missed the last couple of days with a neck thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what Bernardino's doing up because there's nobody that you would put – unless somebody's hurt, there's nobody that you would send him send down for him. Like, you're not DFAing um, – uh, Matt Boyd, right. For Bernardino, you're just not using him for the next three days. Like, okay, you don't need that extra arm. And Sheffield is the guy, uh, for the double header. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like you said Sheffield's going to start, um, you know, game two, the mayor, the Mariners bullpen has to cover a lot of innings today because Chris Flexen is not stretched out. He's probably only going to be able to go 40, uh, you know, 50, 65 pitches, something in that range. Uh, they had to cover five innings last night. Uh, you know, obviously they have to cover at least more innings uh, in the second game. And then we don't know who's starting tomorrow. Uh, it should be Marco, but if Marco is hurt, maybe that's it. Maybe Marco has to go on the IL. And you can do it now because you can retroactively do it. And you weren't going to use him in the first series anyway. So now you can bring up Bernardino and he and Bernardino can can, you know, be an extra arm in the bullpen. Uh, and and you know be a bolt guy tomorrow. Maybe that's the plan. So a lot lot up in the air right now. We don't really know what's happening. The Mariners have not yet uh, told us. All we know is that Bernardino and and Trammell are in the clubhouse. Haggerty is down. Toro is up officially. And then my my guess is that Winker they might they think Winker might need to go in the IO, which Tremel is the answer there. And then maybe, just maybe, it's Marco is is going to be put on the IL um, for, like, neck strain or or blisters or whatever, right? And it's just really, it's more like, look, Marco, you're not going to pitch in the first series anyways. We can retroactive you back to four days ago, um, and you'll be back in time for the uh, ALDS, and we just need the extra bullpen arm for the next few days. It's my guess. It's a total guess. I don't know if that's how they're going to play it, but... That one would seem to make sense.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, that really is the only thing that makes sense to me. I don't, I don't have any additional theories on top of that as to why Brennan Bernardino is there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if he has to be added to the roster, it's probably not good news necessarily. But I think the one that you could probably live with the most is Marco right uh because again for what you said like you're not going to use him in the wild card series and would you even use him in the division series I feel like it probably would, not but yeah I feel like if if he were to get an opportunity at all it would have to be a best of 7 series
1: well but you're going to carry him in a best of 5 just yeah.
0: because you know you're going
1: to use four starters exist. in yeah. theory and so yeah. you want that extra guy in the pen um maybe I don't I don't I don't know how it works option-wise. Maybe Flexen has an option and maybe. they're just going to option him down and call up Bernardino, maybe that's the way after game 1. Uh that's also a possibility. Uh Chris in theory should have options, uh but you know because he signed a major league contract as an international free agent, sometimes there's an agreement put in place that that's not you know, they don't have options or they,
0: you know, they don't go through arbitration or whatever. So, so fan says no on that, but who knows? Fan doesn't okay. always have so, the best information on contracts anyway. So don't know. Yeah.
1: And, but you know, anybody you send down, I, I, I think I could be wrong here. Maybe it's, you know, Hey, we can send down Matt Brash and just recall him in, in three days. You know what I mean? Like, because it's the playoffs, maybe there's an exemption, you you know, Following the Mariners for the last 22 years hasn't given me a wealth of knowledge on playoff rule, roster rules. So not sure about that. That doesn't seem like that would be okay, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. Bernardino's kind of the weird one to me. And then, but I mean, you know, again, if they don't add him, it's not, maybe that's just their travel squad because you're allowed to bring like a taxi squad with you in the playoffs. So maybe they just, those are the two guys they're bringing and they're like, yeah, well, you know, just have them up now.
0: Yeah. That's also a possibility. So speaking of the playoffs, I'm seeing this thing now. And I mean, like you, you are even kind of talking about it there where it's like, eh, maybe the Mariners are trying to see what's going on with the six seed. Um, there's this narrative going around that, you know, the the Mariners don't want to play the Blue Jays. I've been told, you know, when I said, you know, I want Toronto. I, no, you don't. You don't want that. And of course, Toronto's playing some pretty good baseball right now. Not denying that. But so is Cleveland. And let's be honest about it, folks. This is the postseason. Every team is good. Every team is going to pose a challenge. You can lose to any team in this field. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You just got to play good baseball. I'm not concerned at all about who the Mariners play in the postseason. I really am not. I don't care who they play because it's all going to be difficult. And you shouldn't care either if you're a Mariners fan. We need to stop worrying about what's the easiest path for the Mariners. What's the hardest path for the Mariners. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And we need to not look down the road either here. Talking about like whether or not you know you want to play the Yankees or the Astros in the ALDS. Take care of business in the wild card series first. How about that? Let's worry about that series first because the next series is not guaranteed. So whether you play Cleveland or Toronto, it presents a massive challenge, and both of those teams are on a heater right now. There isn't one weaker opponent or the other, really. And look, you play Cleveland on paper, does Cleveland look like a better matchup for you? Just in general, just stacking roster against roster? Offensively, yes. Like, Cleveland doesn't have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Bo Bichette, etc., but what they do have is Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. So, <laughs> again, I'm going to say the thing that I always say on here. Can't win games. Zero to negative one. So the pitching matchups, they're brutal. No matter what. You're going to have to face Kevin Gossman or you're going to have to face Shane Bieber. You're going to have to face Alec Manoa or Tristan McKenzie. Like, you get, you're you going to have like, pick your poison there, folks. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day who the Mariners play or they don't play because it's all going to be tough. It's all going to be a gauntlet.
1: Yeah, there's no such thing as an easy road in the playoffs. Um and you know, I think one thing that people maybe aren't considering right now is is, you know, playing indoors versus playing in Cleveland in October. Like, you know, you get the controlled environment of of the the Sky Dome. Is, is that still what it's called? The Roger Center. Yeah, uh, the Rogers Center. Uh, everyone here, yeah. though,
0: everyone here though, calls it the Sky Sky Dome. People, it's like calling a uh, uh, Climate Pledge Arena the the Key, still, or like calling uh, Timo like you know uh, safe go. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that. No one refers to it here by by Rogers Center. Yeah, I still I still call Lumen Field Century Link like ninety five
1: percent of the time. So yeah, but whatever. Either way, like you get that climate control, or you go to Cleveland. I haven't checked Cleveland's weather, but you know. It's a little unpredictable. I'd rather be indoors if I, you know, if I have to go one place or the other. And and yeah, Toronto's playing good ball right now. Cleveland's been the best team in the American League for about a month. So who knows? The pitching matchups—they're not, you know, that favorable one way or the other. Just in terms of, would you rather face Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill, or yeah. Manoa, Gossman, Barrios? Barrios, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a toss-up to me. You know, and so it, it's just one of those things where there is no correct answer here. It's always going to be hard. It doesn't matter if you go to, you know, you go to New York or, or the Astros, you're going to be underdogs in that series, heavy underdogs. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. Both of those teams have had a buy. They're going to be able to throw Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole, and you're going to have to throw, you know, Logan Gilbert or George Kirby or Marco Gonzalez. Like they're going to have the advantage right away. There is no easy road. Uh, to the playoffs. Now you look at, I'm looking at the weather in Cleveland right now, 55, 53, 59. Wouldn't you rather play in 72? Yeah. I probably would. So, yeah, there's no easy path. The easiest path isn't available to you anymore. You, you, you blew it against your 20 games of bad teams. You blew it. That's what you lost when you, you, you know, you've won like what? Of these, you played 17 of these games and I think you're, six and eleven, seven and ten, something like that, you blew it. All right. You didn't get your home playoff games. That that's on you. That's on you. You didn't play well enough. You didn't earn them. Even that road would have been tough because you're still having Toronto come here. You're still having, you know, well, I guess or Tampa, but probably Toronto coming here and then you're still going off to play uh the Astros. Either way. So yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Things didn't work out exactly the way you wanted it to, but that that again, that's on you. You didn't play well enough to earn that right. So now it doesn't matter who you play. You have to play well. Uh, you have to pitch well. You have to get the timely hits. You have to, you know, play s- smart defense. You have to do all the things that you've done for a majority of the year. I would say for about eighty percent of the year, you have to do all of those things well. And if you do those, you have a shot. If you don't, you're going to lose to anybody. The Mariners mm-hmm. are good enough to beat anybody in this field. They are good enough to get swept, or they are bad enough to get swept by anybody in this field. It all comes down to who they play, or it all comes down to how they play, not who they play. And I don't see Cleveland or, or Toronto as being a big disadvantage one way or the other. Um, I think they're just two really solid teams. They do it differently. Yeah. Toronto's power, Cleveland's contact, but the pitching is very similar. The bullpens are pretty similar.
0: You know, and, and I yeah. Guess well, the thing Cleveland. The thing too. The thing too is like you know. The Mariners are also good, <laughs> folks. Like, let, Let's not act like they're not good, like they don't deserve to be here or anything like that. They are also good. Like, Toronto should be scared of the Mariners because the Mariners pose some unique challenges. Cleveland should be scared mm-hmm. of the Mariners because the Mariners pose unique challenges. The Yankees, the Astros, et cetera, because the Mariners are also good at baseball. <laughs> and it's just as simple as that, right? Every team in this postseason field is really good, they're really good. And obviously, there's varying levels of that, but any of these teams can beat any of these teams on a given day. Doesn't matter. So you just got to go out and you got to play your baseball, and that's it. Right. And so, you know, I, I and look, like the Mariners obviously have glaring fall, flaws on their roster, but so do the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, like their bullpen has been better since the trade deadline. Still not very good, though. Like <laughs> Cleveland doesn't have a, a killer offense. Like, Look, these teams also have issues. They have things that could derail their entire postseason, just like you do. It it all comes down to who has the most going for them over the next few weeks. That's all it comes down to. Who has the most going right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're the Mariners, like you got to play good defense, you you know, you got to be, you know, you're a run prevention team, you're a pitching and run prevention team. So you got to be excellent at that. And if you're not, you're going to lose. But it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It really doesn't. And yeah, Blue Jays have an offensive juggernaut. Mariners have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Mm -hmm. so someone's got to give there, right? And it doesn't automatically mean, and I know that we're all, you know, the the whole same old Mariners thing, blah, 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 it's the Mariners, so of course, like, you know, the the thing that's going to give is their pitching. No, it's not, like, that's not, that's not guaranteed, folks. It's not guaranteed, and so, you know. Everybody, everybody in the playoffs is good. And also, by the way, the way that they, the way that the Mariners constructed their roster this year, is built to beat teams like the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's important to remember.
1: Everybody in the playoffs is good, but on Friday, everybody has the same record. Mm-hmm. Everybody's zero. The Astros' 103 wins means literally nothing mm-hmm. starting Friday. If the Astros don't play well, they will, they will be bounced in the DS. The team that's going to win the American league and go to the world series is simply the team that plays the best. That's lazy. That's cliche, but it's the truth. If the Mariners mm-hmm. play the best baseball of anybody in the American league over the next three weeks, they're going to the world series. Fact. That's the way this game works. And that's the beauty of baseball throughout the year. There's a lot of weird things that kind of have to go your way. So Some, maybe sometimes they don't, but at the end of the day, when you get into the playoffs and you're 12 wins away from the world series, if you play better baseball than everybody else than the other 12 teams not the other not the other 30 teams 29 teams if you play better baseball than the other 11 teams for one month you win a world series ask the atlanta braves ask the washington nationals ask the cardinals who got in as a as ask a you know City team. right like anything can happen in the the dodgers have been the best team in baseball for like six years running now they won one world series it was in 2020
0: the 60 game season it doesn't mean anything in the playoffs guys you just have to play well it's usually never the best team that wins and look the mariners aren't the best team that's entering the field but at times the season they record wise they've been the best team in baseball at times like they can get on a heater they can get on a roll here and look you know as as much as we uh, we joke about it they're only going to be good playing good teams from here on out, so they should be fine. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show, unless you have anything else to add, Colby. You good? Nope. All right. Let's get on out of here then. Thank you so much for joining uh, us here. on real, oh. on, real fast. Uh, just coming down the wire
1: from Divish, uh, Marco is going to start oh. on Wednesday. So okay, there's okay. one
0: Bernardino possibility down. Okay. Crossing our fingers for Matthew Boyd then. Not that he's the one that's hurt. Crossing my fingers that he's not hurt. That he's not hurt. Wow. Ty
1: hates the local boy. Shed his tears celebrating (laughs) along with you, and Ty's like, God,
0: I hope he's hurt. For shame. (sighs) My wording could have been better there. It could have. I'll, I'll admit that 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 that's on me, you know uh, I I mean I could point the fl- uh, finger at you for you know poking the bear uh you know, stoking the flames here but uh, but my wording should have been better there anyway, crossing our fingers here that it's not Matthew Boyd that it's not any injury on the Seattle Mariners there down. Mm with that said and clarified thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode I'm Ty Day-Dane Gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez that's D A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at CPAT11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen oh yeah I want to mention real quick we are going to be recording with uh, Jason A. Churchill of the base things podcast here in a little bit we're going to be making an appearance on the baseball things podcast so uh be sure you uh to check that out if you're a subscriber of uh baseball things or uh, check out jason's uh uh patreon patreon.com forward slash baseball things i believe it is all right now make your second listen of the day the locked on mlb podcast mlb expert paul francis sullivan brings humor passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on mlb on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day we'll see you tomorrow peace